Happy New Year to everyone. Thank you for pressing your way out today. Um, I'd just like to uh, mention a few things. I mean, these people aren't even here. We don't even have live stream. But one of the things I wanted to do um, in starting uh, this message off um, has nothing to do with the message, actually, but everything to do with the new year. Um, <clears throat> and uh, first, I guess I should tell you that uh, Pastor Kurt was under the weather this week, so he thought it best to, to stay home. So please um, keep him in your prayers. Um, but uh, today, if you know April Cruz, um, today's her birthday today. Um, so uh, April, even though she can't, she can't hear or feel this, but anyway, April, hopefully somewhere out there you feel some, something. Uh, um, and I'm sure she's feeling something because uh, uh, Monday of last week, um, she welcomed a baby boy into the world. Um, so, uh, so Javier Antonio is, is here. That's right. That's right. Finishing the year strong and starting it off well with her birthday. Um, it was also, uh, yesterday was my wife's birthday. Um, uh, she, she and my mom share a birthday. So, uh, New Year's Day is, a, a kind of a busy day, but, uh, most of it is focused on her. Um, so, uh. Yeah, so like I told her, like, we're actually doing this. We're actually, like, growing old together. Like, how sweet is that? <laughs> uh, not that she old, you know what I'm saying? That's me. I'm older than her, so that, that's me. I'm talking about me. Me, 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 me. We got the gray. We got the gray going on. This wasn't here all the time, right? <laughs> um, but we've also had, like, a, I think a tremendous year of service in light of what the year has been like. We've had our uh, campus ministry, 1U, putting in work over at the University of Maryland, despite all of the adjustments that the university <laughs> has had to make, and, and really the whole world has had to make. Um, and um, so we see that some people are probably home or not here or something, you know, because of uh, the, the, the break that they had, the first semester ending. But um, thank you, Drew, and your team for putting in that work over at the University of Maryland. Um, we've been able to continue to serve the homeless consistently, nonstop throughout the pandemic. So thank you for anyone who contributes to that or attends that or prays for that. Um, we've been able to, to add our hands to distributing um, food within our community. So thank you if you served on that uh, as well. And I mention these things just to, just, just to remind us that, that God continues to move despite everything else, despite the sickness, despite the illness, despite the just deaths for other reasons, um, we're just grateful to him. I also just want to recognize, um, before I move any further, um, that we have um, some newly engaged people in the house as well, sitting in the front row. So if you did, you probably know from Facebook, but if you're not on Facebook, Nahalia was recently engaged. And, uh, oh! Oh! Oh, Elizabeth, I'm coming. My bad, my bad. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, hey, look, man. I'm gonna tell you when I when I okay uh, when I first came to this church, I, I believed that it would be the grace of God toward me to see young. Men who come from a similar background as myself yeah, yeah. come to this church 
And Nahaliel was a true, I mean, he's still a youngin to me. I mean, I told you I'm old, right? But, but he was a true youngin when he first came. 16 years old. And now this brother has, has uh, continued in the Lord and he's married now. And like, man, praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. And I would be remiss if I did not share this, that um, just before Christmas, um, Kurt and I were meeting with a, with a couple via Zoom, and I, got, I saw in my family face, not Facebook, excuse me, my family group me that um, one of my daughters um, had just avoided being carjacked with her son in the car, four-year-old son, and some kind of way she got videotaped, so I got to eventually see what happened, um, and um, so a weapon was pulled and everything, um, and so she just pulled off, her door wasn't, I mean, now these these were youngins that were doing it too, they looked so young, it was so uh, disappointing to see how organized they were because they must have experience. But one came from one side and just tried to open the door and the other was on the other side and he had the weapon and she just pulled off by, by the grace of God without any shots being fired or anything. Um, and I just wanted to just, you know, just say that oftentimes we don't get to see the hand of God like I saw because of the videotape and all of that. Um, I come from a neighborhood where like things like that happen and people end up dead. Um, um, the worst that can happen happens. Um, and by the grace of God, the Lord was merciful not only to her. She's not walking with the Lord right now, so you know I had to do a little sermonette. Um, but, um, but, uh, but, um, but the Lord was merciful to me too and to my wife as well and to our entire family. And then um, on Christmas Day, uh, one of my daughters was, was in the car driving um, and she was driving with someone who normally, they always drive their, their car. They, that person always is the driver. And so they just happened to say to her, like, hey, you go ahead and drive. And so as they were driving, and she had her kids in the car with her as well, as they were driving and talking, this person just passes out. And they, you know, went to the ER and all that stuff. Um, but just imagine if that person had been driving with my daughter and grandchildren in a car, what could have happened in that? So again, the Lord has just been, he's been active. Um, but oftentimes, you know, we don't see, we don't get to see that. We don't get the behind the scenes. We're like Job oftentimes where something happens somewhere um, that impacts like our life and we're just living life, right? Um, so my message to you today is going to be a little bit, uh, 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 for me, unorthodox because it's just like a one word encouragement to you. And it's not an encouragement that's going to be, it, it's not really going to be different than how I've been encouraging you for the last two times, now the third time since you see me. The reason why it's not going to be different is because if anything has changed, what has changed is that things have intensified a little bit. So when, so when they went to the ER, my daughter and this other person, when they went to the ER, it was like there was going to be like a, like a 7 to 11 hour wait to be seen. Why? Because 
our healthcare system is is teetering, tottering. It's fragile right now, right? Uh, we had to get a, a COVID test, <laughs> and the first day we went to get it, we we get into what was the line to turn on the Route One. So we get, if you know where the fire station is, and you know that spot where where they get where there's a lot of testing going on, we were going there. So we're waiting, and we're sitting like in our lane for about 20 minutes before, I mean, you know, some of us slow, right? So I was driving, so sitting about 20 minutes till we thought like, hey, like we're not going to move anytime soon. And the reason we weren't going to move was because everybody was getting tested, right? So that was on a Saturday. So we decided like, okay, since Monday's my day off, we'll go Monday, and we went early before it opened, and it was still a three-hour wait just to get tested, right? Um, so, so, so things are intensifying. I went to get my wife a bottle of soda. And I, I went to, I mean, CVS is not known for their groceries, so, you know, I mean, they might, not, they might be low. But, like, the, 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 the fridge that I saw when I first came in was empty. I ended up going to Safeway. They had shelves that were empty as well of items. Yeah, so things are intensifying, and there's something that we need to do as the people of God in order to make sure that we are where we need to be during a time such as this. Remember that uh, uh, Acts 17, around about 26, lets us know that God determines not only where people will live, but when they will live where they live. So if that's true about God, you know how people usually in exciting times, they'd be like, hey, man, man, hey, you were born for such a time as this. Well, you know what? When it's bad, you were born for such a time as this as well. You were born to represent the Lord in the midst of as well. Not just when it's good, not just when you're on the mountaintop, but sometimes when you're in what seems to be the valley low. So this familiar passage that I'm going to, to read, um, like I said, it's going to be a, a bit unorthodox because there's one word within the context of these verses that I want us to, to focus on and that we want to unpack some so that we will be those who endure to the end and those who endure with a bit more than just endurance, but those who overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Those who do not love their lives even to death. And that is a non-human thing to do. That is a supernatural thing to do. So in Ephesians chapter 6, we'll begin at verse 10. And like I said, this is a very familiar passage. You may have heard messages on it. And as I said, I'm, I would guess that I'm probably not going to Follow the path of those you've heard preach this. Before we read, I would just like to pray. So join me. Father, thank you so much for your word and thank you so much for your hand in our presence here in 2022. Thank you for allowing us to be part of this year, Lord. Um, Thank you for your grace upon our lives. And even though things may be different than they were three years ago, even though things may be a bit more uncomfortable for us, even though 
things may even be more comfortable for us, Lord. I pray that you would help us to remember that none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself. If we live, we live to you, and if we die, we die to you. So whether we live or whether we die, we are yours. That is why Jesus died, so that he would be the God of the living and the dead. So we thank you, Jesus, for who you are. And we ask you that you would please uh, speak to your people. I pray that you would increase and that I would decrease. And I pray that you would bring clarity and cohesiveness and understanding uh, through this message. I pray that you would use it for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verses, verse 10 through 20. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day having prepared and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith which, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit, with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For, I, for this, I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I would just like to acknowledge that this passage is about the full armor of God um, and that, the, uh, you know, the content of what the armor is, um, is is what's focused upon. But as I mentioned, that won't be my focus today. My attention and my heart's desire for all of us is that we would stand. That is the one word that we would Stand. That word can seem like it's nothing, right? It can seem like it's passive. It can seem like nothing happens when you merely stand. But this passage mentions the word three times within three verses. So in verse 11, it says to put on the full arm of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. You, 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 you want to stand against the schemes of the devil, you need the full arm of God. You cannot um, when you have on the full arm of God, though, you must stand. If you've ever played a, a sport, you can have on a, a uniform but not play in a game. You can put on your shoulder pads, you can put on the pants, you can put your cleats on, but it doesn't mean that you're in the game. So just because you're dressed a certain way does not mean you're doing that which you're supposed to do as you're dressed. So, so we don't put on a whole full armor of God just to walk around in our uniform. 
We put on the whole armor of God so that we can stand against the schemes of the devil. See, he's not playing. And I, 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 I know how it is. I'm not, so when, when I say what I'm about to say, believe me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not recusing myself. I'm guilty. I remember when I first got saved that I just was very aware of the schemes of the devil. I was aware of them. Yeah, I mean, you might have heard my story, man. My, my, my man, my main man, the man I met, like, you know, in the, in the hood, there's, everything is in the hood at discounted rates. Right? You got the barber shop. Somebody is the neighborhood barber. You know what I'm saying? You got the candy lady, if you know about the candy lady. I don't candy lady instead of going to 7-Eleven, right? In our neighborhood, we had two, two, two ice cream trucks. They didn't go anywhere. They just came up there and just sat there. They had more than ice cream. They had toilet paper, <laughs> paper towels, all of that. But that's how it is in the hood, right? And then you have the babysitter. Everybody in the neighborhood, in, in my neighborhood, went to Miss Hurd's house. So my main man I met at Miss Hurd's house. <laughs> elementary school. Early elementary. Lower elementary. I made him. We're friends to this day. To this day. We were just together a couple weeks ago. Last time he saw me, I wasn't trying to walk with the Lord at all. He didn't know that the night before I had an encounter with Jesus that changed my life. So he called me, and he was expecting the same old Mike, right? I answered the phone, hello. That's when phones were on the wall, by the way. No cell phone. Hello? Hey, man. I know y'all know this is like real old school go-go. <laughs> Air Raid is going to be up Duval on Friday. I ain't going. What? Man, what's wrong? Hey, man, ain't nothing wrong, man. I'm, I got saved. He was like, huh? I was like, man, I got saved, man. <laughs> Listen to attitude. I said, just like that, I got saved, man. You heard what I said. <laughs> so he said, man, man I'm, uh, man, I'm a Christian too. I was like, no, 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 man. I'm walking with the Lord for real. And so then he was like, man, I want to hear everything that happened. And so I'm going to come over there. And so I went to my mother's living room. My mom still lives over there in the hood. We were just over there last night. <laughs> and I prayed, and I just asked the Lord. I was like, Lord, please help me not to be ashamed of you before James. Because I know your word says that if I'm ashamed of you before men, that you'll be ashamed of me before your father and the holy angels when you come. And so I ended up telling James what happened. And, you know, if you know, just to close that story out, he ended up, starting to walk with the Lord. And to this day, he walks with the Lord as well. So, like I said, we, 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 we hang together. But that was the first obvious scheme of the devil. 
ring, ring, ring. Man, I don't even think I had my clothes on to like carry on with the date. Boom, he was so excited. Hey, man, guess what, man? And he went to Duval. So he was like, you know, it's going to be his school and all that. And it's like, I ain't going. I could identify that as a scheme of the devil. Now I might just say, man, you know what, man? James called me, man. He invited me to go to this go-go, man. You know, I don't know why he didn't think I would go to that. So my eyes are not as, as, as crisp in terms of identifying the schemes of the devil that are coming towards me because life has happened. I'm good. Right? Some bad things happen, but no more bad than anybody. Everybody experiences bad things in their life, right? So I can't always see the schemes of the devil. So I kind of let that category fade away. But this passage tells us that one of the things that we need to do is that we need to have on the full arm of God so that not that we're running from the devil, not that he's seeing our back, but he's seeing our front and we're standing against the schemes that he has for us. We have to stand. Verse 13 says, for this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to take your stand. So I used to be in the military, right? So in the military, you would have, I used to hate this too, you, you would have something called guard duty. It was all right. If, what I really hated was that, that, that shift that was from like, um, like, like two to four. That joint would be brutal. It's, I don't know what, that two to four, because you'd be asleep after wake up. Then, like, you'd have to, like, probably get up at six, so when you went back to sleep, you just had no two hours. It was like, oh. But your post was, was right wherever you, was, you were guarding, that little gate or whatever. You had to stay there. If you left there, you left your company or your squad or whoever you were guarding vulnerable to whatever. Anything could happen without any alert, without any warning, if you were not at your post. So this passage is is letting me know that one of the things that having the full armor does, um, uh, and one one of the things that's supposed to happen when we have on the full armor is that obviously we're supposed to resist in the evil day. We're supposed to have prepared everything. We'll talk about that a little later. But we're supposed to take our spot. Every believer has a spot. Every one of us has a place we're supposed to be. And if we're not there, I know somebody's theology is going to correct me, but I don't even care right now. Sorry. If you're not there, the body's going to suffer. I know you're going to say, Jesus got, yeah, Jesus got us. But he also delegates some responsibility to us. That's why we intercede for one another. That's why at the end of this passage, Paul is asking for prayer. He's an apostle, but he's still asking the church to pray for him so that he can be as bold as he ought to be to share that word with people. He needs the prayers. We need each other. I spoke with a brother recently who decided that he was not going to be, he's going to stop doing something that he should do because his spiritual growth was happening in this other context. And believe me, 
you should make sure that you are growing. Do everything you can to make sure you're growing. But you also have a spot to be in for the good of others. And so it's not just about you. It's not just about me. It's not just about how much I know. But it's about my spot as well. Because I care enough about you, and hopefully you care enough about me, to be in the spot you're supposed to be in. So that the schemes of the devil, when they come in the evil day, whatever the evil day is, whether Paul could have been, probably was talking about the last days, um, but... um, any day where there's evil is an evil day. Um, and so I think, you know, whenever the schemes of the enemy are obvious, that that is the evil day. Um, but we need to be in our position so that we can resist to the fullest and access what the Lord has promised us. In verse 14, it says, after you've done that, it says, stand therefore. I think the King James says, and having done all to stand, stand, right? So it's like, okay, you've done everything, but like, like when it's, you got to stand, you got to stay there, you got to be there, you can't, you can't leave there. And so I would like to encourage us to stand. Now, to stand, there were a lot of definitions for stand in the good old dictionary.com. To stand is to rise to one's feet, which we did when we started to worship this morning, right? (laughs) It's to stop and remain motionless or steady on the feet. That's usually, that's that's the first definition that comes to my mind is just that one. Stop and remain motionless or steady on the feet. Here's another, uh, another joint right here that's like negative. To become stagnant as water. But then there is to remain firm or steadfast as in a cause. And there is also to take up or maintain a position or attitude with respect to a person or issue. So when I talk about standing, what I'm talking about are the latter two definitions where we remain firm or steadfast. Why do we need to remain firm or steadfast? Isn't it because to use the vocabulary that is in uh, this passage, there are fiery darts that are coming at us. And there may have been times where we couldn't see this, and maybe we still don't. Maybe it's just about the virus. Maybe it's just about this or that or the other. It's it's interesting how the the plan of God and what he allows the enemy to do can, can, can... can move God's purposes forward. So it's not all bad. It's not all only the devil. The devil, as someone said, is is God's devil to use however he wants to use. But it's not only the devil. When I was growing up, there was a lot of focus on sin, flesh, and the devil. There's also me. There's also my weakness. There's also just things of comfort that I have become accustomed to, that I don't like that I don't have access to them the way I used to. I don't like it. I don't want to have to wear my mask all the time. I don't want to get sick either, but I don't, I don't want to have to wear my mask. Go figure. 
true story. I went in the shoppers. I was rushing for something. I forgot my mask. I was like, oh, man, I forgot my mask. Oh, man, shoot, that dude right there don't have his mask on either, man. I'm getting my stuff. That was yesterday. No, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> it wasn't yesterday. It was about two weeks ago. <laughs> no, it was the, around the 17th. Um, I'm like, oh, they're not enforcing it here. Oh, okay. Thank God that he was merciful. Nothing, nothing, nothing happened to me. And as far as I know, to anyone else. But it's like, it's not hurting me to put a mask on. Like, it's not hurting me. It's just an inconvenience. I may not, I, I didn't like having on my mask when we were moving my daughter because I had to breathe a little bit because her brother's out of shape. So, you know, moving that stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You know, I mean, so, so that's how it was. But there are, there are things that are not even sin and not even evil that because I'm American, I don't like that I don't have it the way I want it. And my, incon- my, my inconveniences rise to a level that they ought not. So that's just myself. But I have to stand firm even against myself, even against my own dislikes because I'm called to represent the Lord. You're called to represent the Lord. That's why we're called Christians, right? Remember in, in, in Acts when they were first called Christians? Uh, Christians mean they, they looked like little Christs. They acted in accord with what Christ would do. And so that's what it means. Now, I know it means something different. Now, there's a cultural uh, um, phenomenon with it, a cultural definition to it that I, I probably don't call myself that to everybody. But, um, but it's, biblically speaking, the one time that it's used, it means that these people are acting like Christ. Their culture was so Christ-like that it was like, man, they're Christians. They just, that's who they are. We're still called to that. That same spirit is, is with us. The, the, the Bible lets us know that standing firm is not something that only leaders do. It's not something that the spiritual elite do. It's something that we all are supposed to do. In 1 Corinthians 16, 13, it says, Be alert, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Yes, Christ is with us, but we're still called to be these things. We're still called to be alert. We're still called to stand firm. We're still called to be courageous. We're still called to be strong. Or Paul, by the Spirit of God, would not have said it in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. In Philippians 4, 1, it says, So then, dearly loved and longed for brothers and sisters, my joy and crown, in this manner, stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. The Lord is calling us to stand firm right now. Second Thessalonians 2.15 says, So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold to the traditions you were taught, whether by what we said or what we wrote. So the call to stand firm is not just one that the Corinth, excuse me, the, the, the Ephesians were called to. It's not just one that the Corinthians were called to. It's not just a, a position that the Philippians were called to. It's not just a, a position that the Thessalonians were called to. It's a position that everyone who is in Christ is called to do. We're called to stand firm. So how do we stand firm? There's so many definitions I shared some of them. How do we stand firm in the Lord? Well, I think the way we stand firm is 
by remembering and using what God has given us. Remembering what God has given us and using what God has given us. Remember uh, a little while ago we talked about you can have on the full armor, but if you're not standing, the armor is useless. Right? You, you can, you can you, and, and, and uh, when I volunteer at Parkdale High School, I see sometimes the, 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 the students who are on the teams, they, they're wearing their, their jerseys, they're wearing everything, but they're not playing the game. So we need to make sure, as mentioned before, that we're playing the game. So we play the game not only by uh, accessing what we have, but it begins with that. It begins with remembering and using what God has given to us. See, God's faithfulness positions us to be faithful to him. God's faithfulness positions us to be faithful to him. His stance for us enables us to stand for him. So this isn't just disconnected and you just like standing just because you have two feet. No, you're standing because God has made you alive in him and you're standing for what he calls you to stand for. And the first thing that he does is that he promises, he promises never to leave us nor to forsake us. See, during times like this, one of the, one of the things that was said up here earlier, it was Manny who was saying it and he was talking about, um, he was praying that we wouldn't be, be or, or mentioning that, you know, we can be angry with God, we can be this with God, we can be, we can be all of these things to, to God. And, yeah, God can handle them. He can. But if I know the story of Job, I think that begins to put off any anger towards God. This is me I'm talking about. So if I know that there's something more behind the scenes, I know that there's a way for me to glorify God in this. I know that, that, that God has, as, as Pastor Kurt says, he's not treating me any different than he's treated anyone throughout redemptive history. If I know this about God, if I also know that he says in his word that, that, that we know and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to us. If I know those things, see, I have, I have like, I, I've seen this movie before, right? This might be a scene that I didn't, that's not specifically mentioned, but the outcome is mentioned in scripture. The outcome is that nothing that I suffer right here is going to compare with the glory that I'll one day experience because I'm in Christ. And if it's that, if that's the case, if, if right here and right now is going to not even be comparable to that, I have respect for disease. I don't want no cancer. I don't want, but if they come, Lord, may I remember that even death does not have the last word over me. And it does not have the last word over you. That's why our brother Dean could sit up here and say, I've learned that I'm not afraid to die. He has ALS. For those of you who don't know, it's a, it's a terminal disease. But he sat right here and he said he learned a lot about himself. And one thing he learned was that he was not afraid to die. Well, why wouldn't he be afraid to die? Because he knows death doesn't have the last word. Yeah. Nothing here has the last word except what did we do with Jesus 
when he was presented to us. That has the last word over us. That. And you're here right now, so I mean, I'm going to believe that the people who are here today are, are believers. God has promised never to leave us nor forsake us. Even when Daniel had his dream, and he's, he wants to do the dream, just bothered him so much he couldn't eat, right? He asked the Lord for, for, to show him, like, what it, what it meant. And for 21 days, he's like, he can't sleep. He's not eating. He wants to, he wants to know, like, what does this mean? And so eventually God shows him what, it's, what it means. And one of the things that's said is that this one beast, and this might be King James Version because that's what I usually read, New King James, but it's going to, like, wear the saints out. Ah, that's where my American, man, I'm not trying to get worn out, man. That's where even my land over, like, Lord, is there any way we can, like, can we fight our way out of this? Like, can we, like, do we have to get worn out, Lord? Well, if you're alive during that time, yes, you'll have to be worn out. Ah, but again, as prayed, we don't live to ourselves and we don't die to ourselves. So Peter is told, <laughs> I love it. Can't remember if it's first or second Peter, but he's told. He's given insight into what kind of death he would die. To glorify God. Man, I want that type of faith. That's like, Lord, if I die, just, like, let it be for your glory. Let the, the last words on my lips to anybody who's not saved, especially if they my children or my grandchildren, let it be about you. Let that dying breath be about you, Lord. See, I, I, I'm a big believer. It talks about, like, preparing everything being prepared for everything or preparing in every way. I'm convinced you don't just like by osmosis accomplish that. So that's why I say it. I'll preach it because I'm trying to get it in there because my turn will come unless the Lord returns. I'm all for the Lord returning program. I'm for, I'm for that. I, 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 I want that. I mean, I, if I could do something to make it, yes, Lord, like yes. But then that would probably also mean like, some of that being worn out, like you living through that. Have your way, Lord, whatever. One. <laughs> that's right. Because, that's, I love, I, I didn't, I, I say whatever because I say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you why I say whatever. So this is not in the, in the um, it, it's, it's not in the, in the notes, but um, so that they, they may not have this. But in, in Revelation chapter one, what I like, what I like. <laughs> Sorry, this is just a, a little aside, but I like the way the King. I'm gonna read it in the CSB. Uh, it's uh, Revelation uh, one verse seven, um, but I'm gonna tell you what it says in the, in, the, in, the, in the King James. It says, "Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him." So be it. Amen. Amen. It's like whatever, Lord. <laughs> that 
People are going to be scared of you. Those who pierce you will see you. The tribes of the earth, they're going to be, oh, no, he's coming. No, but we are like, Lord, whatever is coming to an end, we don't care. So be it. Amen. So that's why I say it. Whatever. Because if the Lord is with me, if he's with me and I'm with him, like think there are people who are going to be going through that without the Lord. And they may be doing well. But ultimately, they're doing bad. If the suffering that we experience is not worth being compared with the glory that will be revealed, flip that over. The glory that is experienced by people who do not live for Christ will not be comparable to the suffering that will be experienced on the day of wrath. Remember Lazarus and the rich man. That rich man would have traded his life to trade places with Lazarus. He would have, but it was too late. Game over. Game over. The Lord is with us. The best place for us to be at all times is with the Lord. All times. So yes, come what may. As long as the Lord is with us. But may we remember that he is with us. Because situations like the ones we're going through can seem to hide him. And send them into obscurity. But they do not. Scripture is clear that the Lord has given us everything that we need. Not only do, does the, do the passages that we read, the verses within the passage we read, talk about the full armor of God and what that is, the belt of truth, the, uh, right, uh, the, the breastplate, um, the sandals, um, the shield, the helmet, the sword. Um, not only do we have those, so that's one picture of God giving us all that we believe, but even in 2 Peter uh, 1 Verses 3 and 4 says, his divine power has, has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. By these we have been given, he has given us, excuse me, very great and precious promises so that through them you may share in the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through evil desire. Titus 2, uh, 11 through 13 says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to, for all people, instructing us to deny godlessness and worldly lusts and to live in a sensible, righteous, and godly way in the present age. So not in the future, but right now. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have to stand and, and we have to be intentional about standing because it is easy to fall away. If you are familiar with the parable of the sower, there are four types of responses to the, to the seed being planted and only one of them bears fruit. So most people are not responding as we ought to to the word. Matthew 7 14 tells us that, that most people are not even going to find the way that leads to life. That the, garrow, the, nate, excuse me, the gate excuse me, is narrow. 
It also lets us know that broad is the way that leads to destruction. It's easy to fall away or to not stand, to give up when we are tired. That's why uh, Galatians 6, 9 tells us not to get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if, if, if we do not give up. So we need to focus our minds on standing because it is all too easy to give up. And over the last few years, we've seen people who've been Christian leaders drop their faith and walk away. May God grant them repentance and may they come to themselves and repent. And while they're still alive, that's my prayer for them. But it's easy. We stand because for us, falling down, sitting down, it is not an option. Jesus himself said in Matthew 24, 13, that those who endure to the end will be saved. So standing means enduring to the end. But it doesn't mean doing the least. It doesn't mean doing the least. See, right now, I think we're in a phase of things. We're so disoriented. We, you know, see light at the end of the tunnel only for that to be eclipsed. And then it's dark again. And then it's, okay, we're going to start school. Okay, now, all right, uh, we're going to do virtual learning through the 18th. They probably won't do it until next month, but, you know, we'll see. I'm not in charge, so I don't really know that, but, um, but, but, but we'll see. We're, 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 we're living in a time where people can do the least. Now, I'm going to say something. I know, it's, I know, I know I, I, I mean, if it was being live streamed, it, 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 it might be offensive to people. But I saw this tweet where this gentleman said, virtual church is not real church. That's right. Virtual church is not real church. I agree with him. Virtual church is not real church. How I know. I'm going to tell you how I know a little bit, too. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you, tell you. I told you I was in the military. My first duty station was in Korea. Long, long flight. Man, good gracious, that flight was long. But I enjoyed my time over there. You know, learned a little, little bit of words, you know. Kamsamida, Somaneo, Anyangashinika, Yasnamun Tangjunos. Yeah, showing off. You ain't even supposed to do that, man. Lord, forgive me. You ain't even supposed to do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, one of the things, y'all, some of y'all probably don't even know what this is. So, I look, I look at Brady's parents. They know what this is. So, one of the things that was sent in the care package to me was a cassette. Okay, okay, okay. 
Oh, okay, yeah, good, okay, okay, okay. I talk to everybody now, then. All right, all right. So a cassette. And, and the cassette, the cassette was a tape of the service of the church that I grew up in. And man, I, 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 it blessed me. It did bless me to hear voices that I was used to worshiping God with, to hear songs, maybe out of tune, but it was my folks, so it sounded like good. <laughs> to hear testimonies, to hear how God is working in their lives. I mean, the joint made me cry because I missed them. But I, I wasn't there. That wasn't, I had an experience based off of that. The experience did something for me. It did. It did something for me. But there's a reason that the psalmist says that I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. There's nothing like being there. I can watch the football game and I can enjoy it. I can enjoy the results. But I'm going to tell you it's nothing like being at the game. Right? There's nothing like being able to high-five somebody. Or, or I remember when, when, the, when the Washington football teams, they were the Redskins then. I remember when they were winning Super Bowls. And I remember, like, people who were from, like, different socioeconomic uh, statuses, like, hugging each other and being all happy because of the football team. That fellowship was around the football team. That fellowship was not just, um, uh, it, 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 was, it, it wasn't, they, they experienced something, but they didn't experience, they wouldn't have experienced the fullness if they were not there with each other. So you miss something by not being here. Sure, if it's all we have, if it's like, you know, we can't even see, see each other, it's like, you know, like you got to like listen, like if you're on a quiet place, you know, people on the radio, like yeah, man, the word of God says, you know, if we were in that type of, good. If that's all we had and if we had to roll like that, then thank God for it. But I know that some people, somewhere, I don't have names, but I know human beings. Virtual church is more convenient. Virtual church, that might not be all, because it might be, it might be more safe. It may be. It may be more safe. But I just did this this thing because I saw something on TikTok with this person. I saw something on TikTok where this brother was saying, like, how many COVID cases there are. And how many deaths there have been. And the percentage is, what y'all think the percentage is? Not you, Dana. Dana's a nurse. So no. no nurses. If you're in the medical field, what do you think? Not fake. What is, give me a number. How many in the United States? 2%. You 2%? Is that, that what this means? You're a nurse, man. No, man. Come on, man. Not you. Somebody else. Anybody want to take a wild guess? Okay, what percentage of deaths in the United States, what percentage are the deaths compared to the cases of COVID? Mm-hmm. 
Right, right. What's your guess? What's your guess? 15 percent. All right, somebody else. He guessing. He guessing. He guessing. No, no, no. Don't change the answer. Don't say you can't. Now one, one time. We can't take over, man. No, I got the mic. You can't. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Anybody else? So we got. Somebody said. 2.63. Somebody said 15 percent. 1.7. Good gracious, man. What you doing? Uh, <laughs> anybody else? Okay, the closest without, oh, who said 1.5? What you do? You just, look, you just looked it up? 1.5 was, was what I saw. Really? 1.5. Yes, 1.5. All right, we're going to give her a, a year's worth of Ruth's Chris. No, 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 no. We're not, we're, not doing, we're not doing that. We're not doing that for real. No, no. But, 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 I, but I say that to say, now, I, still, I believe in taking precautions. I do. I'm just... But in terms of fear, in terms of hysteria, um, man, if somebody told me, you know, I, so I grew up when the crack wars were around, right? So I think, based on the number of people that got killed before they were 21 around my way, I think I had more of a chance down there than I do now with that. I do. Now, I do understand that other situations, you know, the, 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 you know, like when, like when people went and they bought all the toilet paper because they thought, oh, we need toilet paper, man. We, Americans, we need toilet paper, right? So, 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 so I say that to say, like, that's, an, that's, that's, a, that's a snapshot of how we can overwhelm our medical system as well. I, I did hear people who have walked away from being served in a, you know, at, a, at an ER or something because just the wait was like too long. So there are things to consider. But you have to balance all of that stuff out, man. You have to balance it out because the passage tells us in, I think it's verse 13, 13, 13, 13, 13. 13 is it 13? It is verse 13. For this reason, take up the full arm of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day, having prepared everything to take your stand. Having prepared everything. We are content. I am too. Lord, forgive me. To prepare some things, but not everything. So, man, if I'm too scared, I'll prepare something. Okay, virtual, good. I'll come on. I'll uh, arm my clothes while I'm doing it. I'll fix my breakfast. <laughs> man, I'll listen in the car. Um, that's not preparing everything. That's something. Yeah. I think this is a good time to evaluate whether or not we're preparing everything so that we can take our stand. Because it's a new year and people evaluate the old year 
when the new year comes. So how did your plan to read through the Bible go in 2021? How did your plan go to increase in prayer for people and for yourself? Yourself in 2021. How did your plan go to encourage other people because you're standing in your position? How did it go? How did your plan go to do something service-oriented in 2021? How did your plan go to increase your giving in 2021? Did you prepare everything to take your stand? Surely anyone can stand. Right? You have two feet. You can stand. You're capable. But we're not just talking about standing as an action, if you call it that. We're talking about if you've ever boxed, you've ever fought, whatever. Like, There's a stance that the boxer has to have so that when he or she is hit, they will not fall. Right? So you might have seen my wife. On Facebook, uh, one of my daughters has Oculus, and so both of us fought. I didn't knock the dude out. I fought before her. She knocked the dude out. But you saw me, right? Hey, uppercut. That's right. I was, I was, I was her trainer. But, but if you're going to fight, there's a certain way you have to stand. You can't just go in there and box and you standing like this. Exactly. Right. That's, that's comedic right there. That's like you're not, and when you can stand like that if you're just trying to get knocked out, then, then you can just stand like this all day long. But you better go ahead and get something. You, you, better, you, better get to, you better stand in a certain way. See, when we only prepare some things, it affects the way we stand. It affects our stance. And so if we're not, we may have a relationship with God. But if we have not prepared everything, then... Our stance is off. And so the right punch at the right time in the right way with the right force can do a little something to us. We may have enough strength not to fall, but we may stumble. And the Bible lets us know that God is able to keep us from stumbling. But we have to do our part as well. See, this is the thing I love about, about the Bible is, like, we have people who just want to, want to and, and I'm, I'm for this on one level, we want to magnify the grace of God by, by, by minimizing human effort. Well, your human effort doesn't, doesn't um, uh, earn you anything before God, but you're still called to exert some effort. If you read the second chapter of Philippians, it says that it's God who works in us the two will... It, this, I'm going to mix the King James, man. Sorry. The to will and to do is how the King James says it. So the, the desire to do it and the, 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 the mentality to do it, that comes from God. But it still tells the believer to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Those are not words that we usually, usually use with God. We live in a day where we, we've forgotten to fear him. But we've forgotten to tremble before him. But he's the same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So thank God that, that there is Jesus. 
but remember that everyone who comes in contact with him has to be given permission and given strength to stand in his presence. Nobody's just like, hey, what's up, Lord? Yeah, how you doing? Nah, you say, boom. It's boom, boom. Sorry, that's the mic, but blow. Permission to not be. Okay, don't be afraid. Okay, thank you for giving me that permission. That's how it is with him. He's, that's still him. That's still him. That's still him. We want to make sure that since he, the one whom everyone should be afraid of, has given us a way to be connected to him without fear, servile fear that just is wondering when he's going to punish us. Since he's with us, first he's provided his son. He's with us. He's given us his spirit. Then he's given us the things we read about. Everything he's allowed us to partake of the divine nature. So we have no excuse in terms of making every preparation to stand firm. So what do you need to do to show up your stance? I can't answer that question for you. But you can answer that question before the Lord. What do you need to do to shore up your stance? Some things you may do is like carve out time for more prayer. This, and I had a conversation with someone recently who's a Muslim. And I was interested in, you know, they pray five times a day. So I was interested in, like, how long do y'all pray? You know, because we'd be like, hey, man, I'm going to pray for an hour, man. I'm trying to do this. And then we get discouraged. I mean, some people do it, but most people don't accomplish that easily and consistently. So we get discouraged, and then we like, man, five minutes not enough. This not. He said, man, man, one of, the, one of the prayers is like five minutes. This other one might be seven. Another one might be three. So, okay, they do that five times. Even if it was seven, that's just 35 minutes a day. Not that we comparing, because we, we aren't, because we not even we don't worship the same God. So, <laughs> right. But if you are aware that this is, see, this is just how my mind works. If I'm aware that they're not serving the true God, and I am serving the true God, then I am, I am kind of like, man, Lord, my prayer life needs to be a little bit better than what it is consistently. I mean, I can have my little streaks, but it needs to consistently. So that's an area where that's, that's one of my areas is prayer. Right? But yours may be something different. But based on the call to stand, stand against the schemes of the devil. Stand even for your brothers and sisters on the wall, wherever you are called to be stationed. To make sure that you're not, <laughs> that you're not a pushover. What do you need to do? The grace to do it is with me. Um, you have D groups, so you can talk to somebody about that. Um, you have friends who may not be in your D group. You can talk to them about it. And Kurt and I will be happy to talk with you about it as well. But we want to make sure that we, to a man, to a woman, are standing in 2022, that we're not just doing the least, but that we would do what has been 
label what has been used as a detrimental thing, as a just a man, you're getting on my nerves. But we want to do the most as it relates to our relationship with the Lord, not the least. I know by the grace of God we can do the most. He's given us the full armor. He's given us his spirit. And he's given us each other. So I just want to pray. And I'd like for you throughout this week to meditate on that and to figure out what is it that you need to do to stand, to ensure your stance is what you know God has called it to be. Because we don't know when things are going to, we don't know if normal's ever coming. Every variant is like, ah, ah quarantine South Africa. It's just like, how you want quarantine? Anyway, all right, all right, I'm sorry. But, but that, the, the sky is ticking a little. It's, the sky is falling, man. It's, it, that, that's what it is. And they, I, I know Paul told Timothy, he described a time of the future, but, he, but then he told him, but you keep your head, right? You keep your head. And so we want to be those who are keeping their head. We, 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 we are going to be those who are keeping their head. And the way we'll do it is by standing. Let's show up our stance this year. Let's do that, which we know to do. Um, let's do what we need to do, as Jude says, um, to, to keep ourselves in the love of God. Um, so I'm just going to pray, and then I'm going to um, just read a passage as a, as a benediction, and then we'll be through. Thank you for your patience with our beginning. If you were here earlier, um, thank you, worship team, for leading us um, in, in worship today. And thank you, um, uh, media team, for uh, projecting what you could today. Thank you very much. And I know Phil won't hear this, but it maybe if he listens to the message, thank you, Phil and Mike, for coming through to uh, straighten things out a bit for us. So, Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to glorify you with our lives. Lord, these, these seasons that we've been going through, Lord, they are a bit disorienting. Um, they, they catch us off guard a little bit. But, Lord, now we've been in this situation for about two years. We're closing in on two years. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us to gather ourselves, Lord, and to um, shake off any cobwebs that may uh, be active in our minds, in our spiritual minds, and help us to take our stand for you, Lord. I pray that you would help us to do this with joy. I pray that you would help us to do this with, with perseverance. Lord, I pray that you would help us to encourage each other. Lord, I pray that you would help us to, to just be the people of God who are glorifying you as we stand, Lord. Uh, people who are not bemoaning that we have to stand, but those who are, are amazed that, hey, we're actually standing. Lord, may we be those people and may we be glory to God because we're actually standing. Lord, we pray that you will please show us where we need to make every preparation. Help us not to be like some who have gotten used to the ease of things to their own detriment. Lord, would you open eyes would you pierce hearts? Would you remind all of us that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind? Thank you. May we not stand in judgment, but Lord, may we pray and may we take our stand and may we encourage others because the schemes 
they come. But you're with us, and we can stand against those schemes. So we thank you that you're for us, and as your word says, if you be for us, who can be against us? Or as we would say in Landover, work ain't hard because you're with us. So, Lord, we thank you and we praise you. We know that you will bring us through, that you love us so much that even if we were living in the, the ultimate last days, that your word lets us know that, that, that no flesh would be saved if, it, uh, if you had not shortened the days. But for the sake of the elect, you will even shorten those days. So, Lord, we thank you that you look out for us always. You have us. And thank you that we have you. In Jesus' name, amen. Jude 1, 24 and 25 says this. Now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling, the King James says falling, and to make you stand in the presence of his glory without blemish and with great joy. And to, excuse me, the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever, in 2022 and beyond. And it says, amen. So God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Happy New Year. And let's work for our Lord because he's been working for us. Thank <laughs> you.